Hey, that's not rubbish. Hello guys, I'm Lexi and this is That's Not Rubbish, a podcast where we talk to cool people who turn garbage into cool things. A little thing called upcycling. Yay. <laughs> and today we are here with the one and only Reverend Sophie. Hello. Oh. <laughs> it's glorious having you today here, Reverend. A true honor. How are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm very excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I am sheltering from the mega windstorm with my little doggy on my bed. So I'm very good. <laughs> yeah, no better place to be. Exactly. Well, Sophie, you are a brilliant designer, mother to the tampon chaps, co-director of Bleak, and a mega Chaza shopper based in the UK. <laughs> Wait, Chaza oh my God, when you first said that, it cracked me up because, you know, naturally being a regular schmegular American naturally i just i don't hear those terms chaza <laughs> no, i don't even know i feel like a lot of people are like what's a chaza even some of my mates are like what's a chaza and i'm like it's a charity it's a shop. shop i like to i love it make words up um chaza just sounds better i think so it has a little mm, you know yeah it has a bit of something to it i like it never change keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but i feel like that's like the foundation of the british american like english is just making random words yeah 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 exactly. i like it you you do yeah. it better me and my mate gloria um we've started this like i can't remember what we've called it like the bible of life or something and it's just <laughs> all of these ridiculous words and sayings and it is ridiculous like none of it really makes sense but it's quite iconic and i'm it's gonna grow i think we're gonna eventually one day turn it into a published book but that's probably like yeah what do i have to do to get my hands on this <laughs> obviously when you put the two of us together though like it's not english it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stupid, word, yeah. stupid word and we like at first we we're like oh it's because we're like making the word like shorter and i was like no we're not like half the time we are tripling the word in size <laughs> making it more of a mouthful but it's just more fun <laughs> as long as you're having fun as long as they're not like little grunts i've gotten to the point with my sister where we just like talk in like little grunts and like baby voices and like just <laughs> disgusting <Love it. laughs> yeah i like it that's sisterhood yeah <laughs> your own weird language it's a, exactly that's how you know you're close to someone that's like a whole new level yeah. that's like reaching peak relationship status <laughs> like you made it yeah. you're seeing the heavens well cool cool and then i mean i talk about bleak so much on the show i'm a huge fan we had jay rat on last year and that was like peak moments of my life after after this of course oh, <laughs> I love jay rat. she is she's lovely she's really oh my god it doesn't get better than jay rat no. but yeah no i literally wouldn't be here without bleak like it was like my inspiration to start this and i'm honored to say i've seen a rev soap tampon piece in the flesh so I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, let's let's have, I'm excited to have this chat. Thank you. We're gonna have some fun. <laughs> and so not only are we gonna hear about you and and your story and your design process, but we're gonna talk a bit about greenwashing and some green 
and red flags when shopping, but with a little twist, like a little, a little TNR game out of it. Yeah. But, but first, um, some good news, shall we? This one's precious. So, and I wish I could say I've heard this one before. I don't know if you have these in London. Um, but let me tell you a little something about repair cafes. So according to Euro news, repair cafes are free community run meeting places where you can like bring your broken stuff and volunteers will fix it. Oh my God. I love that. I know. Isn't that amazing? That's such a fantastic concept. Oh my God. That's it's a great concept. Things are breaking left and right nowadays. The way things are. Yeah. It's it's cheaply made. (laughs) Cheap. But it originated in Amsterdam in 2009. So it's been a while. And now I guess they're all over Europe and the USA. But I've never seen one before. But like, what a beautiful concept. I'd love to see one. That's really cool. I love the idea. When I was traveling around in India last year, there were so many people. I think it was like mainly India. Oh my God, the wind. Oh my God. Um, Sorry, I just heard something like a door slam or something smash. Um, Sorry, anyway, yeah, like in India, there'd be like loads of people just like sat on the... um, sides of the roads um like i don't know how to explain like you know repairing your shoes repairing your backpack like basically anything you need repairing you take it to this guy and he can repair it and within a couple of hours if that or you could just sit and chat with him and he'd have your bag done in like half an hour oh my god i'll have a chat like, <laughs> just i know it's such a good idea and a lot of the times it being like places where like it's big like you do big hikes and stuff like there was a lot in Ladakh and Himalayas, um, I guess, because people are doing mad hikes with their shoes and then they come back and it's like, I need my shoe repairing. I don't want to buy another pair. Like if you just, yeah. Yeah, me. My shoes break all the time. I don't want to buy a new one. Okay. Like, we don't need to be throwing it away. Just fix it. Just fix it. Yeah. 2024 bucket list. Go to a repair cafe. It's in. I'm going to now do a bit of Googling, see if I can find a repair cafe. Yeah. Caf- repair cafes near me. Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sophie, we have a lot in common, I feel like. Like one, one being we're all about the shock value. You get it, I get it. When you we were talking on the phone, you were talking about the shock value. And I was like, ooh, that's my fucking Instagram bio. Like, so I love it. You're a more eccentric designer working. I mean, you work with tampons and all, so given. So this is a great place to start, like summing up your work. Please define shock value for us. I don't really know where it started. Um, <laughs> and it's not really like, yeah, I don't know. It's quite like using things that aren't so conventional that make people be like, like what? I remember yeah. when I was doing my A-levels, it was like a project based on like, it was bad. It was very bad. But it was a project based on like something to do with, like the local like beach near me or something like that. So we'd like gone on this trip to the beach, da 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 like research projects. I found some dead seagull wings on the floor and I was like, amazing. Took and I took uh, one and I made it into some like fucking piece of clothing. Seagull wings, like the bird. And I didn't do anything to them. I didn't like try and taxidermy them. I didn't try and like make them resurrect because I love I also quite like at that point I was really into the idea of like decaying and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's just put these disgusting, rotting seagull wings mm. on the thing I've made. And my whole <laughs> was like, that is disgusting. And I was like, it's vogue. 
but it's pretty cool. <laughs> but look past the disgusting part. Yeah, I can't remember what it had to do with the relevance of it, but that is that is shock value to the T. That is yeah, shock value lore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. That was perfect. You really summed it up. And I mean, you're right. I feel like upcycling in itself. Like maybe maybe you just broke it down in this therapy session. But maybe that's why I'm attracted to to upcycling is like the shock value of it. Like you turn this into that. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people see it as. Like, they're like, how have you reworked that? Um, a lot of like, a lot of the designers from Bleak do that. Uh, yeah. Don't throw it away. Let's keep using it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what role does the shock value play in your like overall philosophy and the way that you view, you view fashion in general? Like, is that a foundation to upcycling? Like, Mm, I what do you think it's like so much necessary for upcycling because I think upcycling is more like it just needs to be like stop stopping waste stopping fast fashion yeah. using what we've got like there's so much material and stuff already out there we don't need to be putting more crap into the world, you know right um, yeah but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, I don't know why I've always quite enjoyed it. Maybe because I just find it quite funny. Like I made this one, I studied weaving at uni and I wove um, a series of textiles, weaves, whatever. And I, it was all to do with um, sexuality and sex. And I did it like made it out of like condoms. So I like got condoms into strips and it looked really cool um I've, uh, did yeah i can't i don't know if i've got any pictures of it maybe i could try and find some but it looked so cool and then this like um oh, i can't remember it's like this thing in paris where like people go and sell their textiles and like companies like would buy it off you and you give them the details on how to like the, the structures of it you know so how they can make yeah. it obviously nobody was wanting <laughs> but people come over and touch it and they're like oh it's calm and i was like <laughs> Yeah. yeah i found it funny really like yeah you're just a twisted silly little girl yeah. that's really it fun. <laughs> find it funny. like just take the piss really yeah that's classic nothing's very serious with me everything is just a laugh noted i like that we need more people like that in the world honestly like <laughs> nothing is really that serious no no, not nothing. serious. The world's like this massive thing. We're a tiny little speck on it. So don't take it so seriously. No, that's like my thing is I love laughing at life. Like if something, I mean, when something like really, really grim and like tragic happens, it's a little hard to make me laugh. But like yeah. overall, like <laughs> just the people you meet and the things that happen and like the little things are just like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to go about it. So, so I guess like, how do you want people to feel in your pieces like what are they saying i just want people to feel like stun real you know that's another <laughs> word me and laura have made up um just like yeah I'm, what does that mean <laughs> of stunning and unreal put together that's stun what i thought real. and i'm gonna use that respectfully yeah so yeah feel stun real feel however you want to feel i want everyone to wear it everyone to feel stun real that is it. It feels done real. I'm not asking for a lot. It's sexy and done real, actually, because, like, especially the tie collection, that is, like, quite a little Ooh. sexy collection. 
but it was it was yeah. and i feel like everyone loves a funny girl you know like funny is sexy like it doesn't all have to be like zero personality zero spice like don't take it seriously <laughs> yeah then that's sexy like just living freedom life liberation like i like it i'm, I'm getting it i'm getting the reverend sophie like effect right now yay <laughs> So Spill, like how did all of this begin? How did like little baby Sophie turn into Reverend Sophie cooking up like Thai couture? Like how did this happen? Um, I guess it just like went in stages. After uni, I felt so lost because I studied weaving. And I did Ooh. some really cool like woven like portraits of these like drawings I'd done. But I never really went anywhere with them. Um I think it's just because it was like after lockdown, I couldn't find any jobs in weaving. I didn't really have the confidence because I hadn't done a lot of time at uni because we missed it in the, like from March. It was yeah. like, I couldn't go in, so I couldn't be weaving. So I guess I had some confidence and I just felt like I wasn't ready to go into a job. And then I also didn't really want to go into a master. I don't know, it was that stage. I feel like everybody who was at uni at that time was like, what was the point um so just kind of carried on doing like trying to be creative where i could and then i became a nanny at one point and oh my god that was just like uh, <laughs> i know like i don't know why i did that that Never was so taking care of your children <laughs> that was a really bad time you do not want me looking after our children <laughs> yeah eventually i then got into just into fashion how did it even come about <laughs> like I don't I can't remember where it came from I think I looked at maybe making ties and it was the idea mm. of using a feminine project and like this like fem and then like this masculine piece of clothing putting two together but then I ended up making this bag and that was like the first step and the bag was awful um but then it just developed into like developing the tampons into actual fabric and then the fabric into clothing and it just became this like big thing about trying to like raise awareness and money uh, uh, for period poverty and taboos, misconceptions and get conversations going. And yeah. Cool. So it's kind of like a why not? Like you like the do good, you like the creativity, you like. Yeah, definitely the do good. I feel. Yeah. It was like everything I do would like, I'd like it to have a purpose. I don't know so much what the purpose is with the tie collection, but. I mean, I like how I like how you worded it. Like, I never really thought about it. Like, it really is the perf like the best of both worlds between like the masculine and feminine energies yeah. like, mixing together. And I feel like you could find a way to contribute to like androgynous lifestyles and mindsets and kind of like the non-binary world. Yeah, I, think, I mean, everything is definitely a zero gendered. Like whatever I make, it's for anyone. Good easy. Yeah. Keep yeah. it simple. Keep it fun. Keep it fresh. Yeah. I like that. Wait, it's really funny though. Um, so you got your starts in weaving because the other UK guest I've had, Ashley Justin, I also got her start in weaving and she like cuts up like old bridal gowns and then ties it into like uses the loom to like rework it into new fabric. So, cool. so it just it's funny that you guys both kind of have the same kind of background, like turning old into new using Oh this God. weaving background i'll have to follow her yeah ashley just night yeah she's very very cool ashley just yeah. night yeah i'll you send you um i do follow her, her stuff. you might she has like bright pink hair yeah i think i do like an orange yeah 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 
anyway it's cool <laughs> it's just funny is i mean i never thought of like weaving being big and in the uk is it uh yeah it's pretty big um wow yeah i think hopefully at some point i'll get back into it and do it but we'll see i hope so fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed well, nice. I like that. That's yeah. Same kind of thing is kind of like, why not get into upcycling? It, mix, it mixes all these things that you love into one. So gorgeous. Let's hear more about your creation process. Like you seem just based off of looking at your work, you seem to come off with the like collections kind of based off of materials. Like you said, you had the tampon collection and then the little like recent nine to five Thai office rendezvous collection. So where do you find your, your inspiration initially? Um, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I've always been interested in materials. Um, I always feel like it could have been fun to be like a material designer, but maybe, maybe that's a future me situation, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I guess it's always been like the material first and then figuring out how to make something from that or how to make clothing from that. Um, That's fair. That's how it goes a lot of time in upcycling is like you're sourcing, you're thrifting, yeah. get a bunch of stuff in your hands. You're like, what do I do with it? Yeah. yeah. Well, walk us through the um, the tie collection. How did that one come to be? The pictures were awesome, <laughs> by the way. Like, I loved it. It was like a little story. I love storytelling, so... um the tie collection came about so as bleak like we also do like events mentorship programs workshops all this lot and we had an event it was like a pop-up kind of event but then we also had djs and performances and the event was themed on celebrating the fact that boris johnson had got sacked so (laughs) naturally it was like we named it it was like really funny name Oh, I can't remember what the name was now. But anyway, the whole theme was just like sell it, like taking the mick about how badly they handled COVID. Like, you know, there was like what, half of them were like meant to be at home. They were having affairs. Boris yes, throwing the parties. Is all this stuff. So yeah. it was massive piss on that. And then the theme to dress up was dress up as a Tory tart. So I made this like skirt out of ties that I got from charity shop. And it's just like, sewn together like i had about 20 minutes to make this skirt and i was just like yeah! like wasn't very thought through just bleh, put it on make it on god cute done and it was just like everyone loved it and i wore it quite a few times after that we had an event in new york i kept wearing and everyone was like this is amazing so i was like okay i need some more money i'm just gonna sell it and it sold pretty quickly you know i was like i guess i'm going with this now so that's yeah. happened on and i just like made more skirts then went into some boob tubes. Then I made some like vests that were kind of based off like, you know, that like wife beater white vest mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Made some dresses and some yeah. other kind of tops and went really well. So well, I hear you like the ties masterpieces. I love it. Thank you. And so like the ties, the tie collection and the tampon collection are those like your two kind of signature mediums or yeah i mean maybe there'll be something coming along in the future but um Ooh. yeah no i don't know what's next i think i'll be carrying on more with the tie getting that collection done and then i, I do want to go back onto the tampons because it gets so much love but it's it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot to make it it's a lot to like create it into a material and then make it into a thing 
Yeah. But there's a lot of love for it. So I'm going to try and get back yeah. on it and make a couple pieces. Um, but yeah, it's just the time. I love how like the people that don't know you and have, keep hearing us talk about tampons are like, what? Like, <laughs> like are these used? Like, what? Yeah, like, all the time. They're like, are they used? I was like, I'm not disgusting. No, of course they're not. I'm tampons. <laughs> like, guys, come on. No. We have boundaries, us upcyclers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we have our standards. We're not going to go hygiene. there. We have hygiene. Believe it or not. Yeah. So, oh my God. I used to, and then they'd, they'd be like, the pieces be in store. They're like, what is it? And I was like, it's made from tampons. They're like, they almost like want to drop it. And I was like, it's, don't worry, they're not using it. They're like, oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, just on the, the last days. Yeah. Okay. Well, another thing that I need to ask you, well, I already know. I'm so blessed to already know, but I feel like the people need to know how and what you did to deserve the title of being a reverend (laughs) (laughs) um so i in lockdown was dating my now girlfriend wasn't girlfriend at the time over facetime and i don't i don't remember how it happened i think she got an email being like um it was like from the people that she got on Dane form was like, oh, three year anniversary or something, whatever it was. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, what? You're a reverend? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm jealous. I'm going to become a reverend. <sighs> so I got ordained. It really, yeah, she got ordained online. One of those mad moments in lockdown. And then I just thought it was hilarious, especially because like I'm queer. So I was like, yep. Queer reverend. Yeah, exactly. That is the new. I don't know. It was just a massive joke. And I recently thought about changing it. Um, I was just going to start going by like my actual name. But then when I tried to put that name in the website, someone's already got that. And every combination I tried of a website URL was gone. So I was like, I think that's the universe telling me it has to stay as Reverend Sophie. It's God. It's God I'm doing my work for the people. This is my, this is my mission. Is that what people? <laughs> yeah. Um, my yeah. calling. People have missions when they're like in religion, don't they? Is that their callings? Their that's it. It's my calling. Their virtue. I don't know. Queer Reverend Sophie making clothes out of tampons and ties. I read that in the Bible somewhere, but um. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like, it's not the easiest thing in the world to consume ethically. And especially now that I quote, sustainable fashion is, and I quote again, trendy. There's a lot of like greenwashing going on, a lot of fakes in the mainstream retail world, making it tough, you know, acting like there's someone they're not. And that just is terrible. Trust issues. So I like to talk about inauthentic, sustainable brands. And I guess what an authentic, sustainable effort looks like and what authentic efforts look like so that we could all live our best lives and never be betrayed or lied to or have our little hearts broken ever again. You know? Yay. We love it. A girl can dream. 
But like this also could be really boring, right? So like, you know, like doing the research every time you want to go shopping is just, it's not going to happen. So I made a little game out of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Drum roll, the how to not be greenwashed slash love bombed game. Yay. Sounds Yay. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Um, yeah. Never been played before. So this is the first, first time in 2024. Ready. Let's go. Maybe Let's it's going to be a new thing you do on all the podcasts. Absolutely. I'll explain the game. But first, I feel like I should say what greenwashing is. You know, like what is greenwashing? Um, well, it's a tragedy in it. It's an absolute tragedy. <laughs> it's, just tragedy. <laughs> it's just a grim, tragic thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Greenwashing is essentially when a company uses like marketing or PR tactics to portray themselves as more environmentally friendly than they really are, like what they're making, their policies, their values, everything. Um, yeah, you know, marketing teams chase trends to appeal to customers. And when caring for the environment became important again, um pr went full force no mercy and yeah yeah you get it we see it we see it every day but according to terra choice an environmentally specific marketing company which is cool i never heard of that before i like it um but yeah they they said that there's seven different ways that greenwashing can happen like seven different ways or techniques used to greenwash and they're called the seven deadly sins and I mean, usually when we see greenwashing, it's just kind of like repeating eco buzzwords, like times a million, like all natural or recycled materials over and yeah. over. Yeah. And they're literally doing nothing. <laughs> so. so the goal with this game, how to be greenwashed slash love bomb is to think of these brands, shops, designers, garments, whatever you are shopping as people you might want to date like potential suitors, you know, a little humanize and romanticize. Okay. So single or not, let's do a little dating. Let's date, you know, I'm going to describe a situation you might be in during early stages of dating, you know, the apps, the situationships, whatever. You've been through it all, Reverend, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all the reference do. That's why I thought you'd be the perfect person for this. <laughs> Naturally. Slag. The situation <laughs> and these situations may or may not be based on one of the seven deadly sins of greenwashing. And you're gonna tell me if they are or not. Like if you're being dumped, aka greenwashed or not. Got it? Does that make sense? I think so. So you're going to read a scenario and mm -hmm. I'm going to be like red flag, green flag. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. So basically turning the retail world into the dating world. And then we'll throw in like a little tips on like what an authentic effort would look like here and there. Well, the first scenario, picture this. All right, Reverend, you're seeing someone new. They're super sweet. Picture this. Close your eyes. They open your door, they pay for your dinner, they tell you how mega beautiful you are, and they make you feel like you're the only girl in the world. <laughs> I know, it doesn't get better than this, but it does. Better yet, they post you all over their social media. You're on their story every day. Like, it sounds like they're the real deal. They couldn't possibly be talking to anybody else. Right. What do you think, are they? I don't know. <laughs> 
it's hard out well, here. Someone else? That's a tricky one. Like, uh huh. Have we had that conversation? Are we closed off? You know, we have not had the conversation. I'm gonna say it's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> You're brilliant. You're brilliant, Reverend. It's a red flag. They those stories they post you in. Yeah. It's a close friend story that you're the only one in. They're secretly married with three children. Fucking and you knew it. You knew Again? it. Again? Again? <laughs> Why is this keep happening to me? Every <laughs> time. <laughs> I thought they were different. <laughs> I'm just worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> no, not the wife. You're so right, Reverend. You were so right. And this was based off of the first one, their hidden trade-off. So it's a marketing technique when a company is giving, you know, one aspect of their impact. You know, they're giving all this attention and they're proudly talking about like one initiative, yet they are failing to mention like all the terrible things they're doing, you know? Mm, it's like a very unbalanced scale. Exactly. Like you're yeah. talking about silk linings, recycled silk linings of fur coats that are made out of like newborn bunnies, you know, yeah. like bad news. But you yeah, see right like through that. Like 1% of their brand is like doing something well, like not even one percent, you know, zero 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 point one. Yes, and they're doing like using this tiny piece of recycled in. They're like, we are a sustainable brand. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're actually you're not. a liar. <laughs> you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> you um, see right through them, Reverend. No I one can see right you. Yeah. The Reverend knows, like, it's just like the <laughs> high power from the Lord. I know. Well, amazing. You hit that one out of the park. I'm, I'm scared to ask you the rest. I feel like I'm not going to be able to trick you, but we'll see. Maybe you will. Maybe, Maybe we will. will. Let's go. Situation number two. Are you ready? All right, Reverend. You've been seeing this person for five months now. You know, things are going great. You are yeah. so happy. You've never been happy in your whole life. You're on cloud nine. There's nobody you'd rather hang out with on a Tuesday night than this person. Actually, that's kind of all you guys do, actually. You just stay in and watch movies. They've never actually taken you to any of those restaurants you guys talk about, and you haven't met any of their friends. And come to think of it, you haven't even had the talk, so nothing is official. What is going on? Is this legit? No. It's not. It's not. No, it's been used. You're just a side high. Exactly. And you know what? And they have a person every single day of the week, and you're just Tuesday. You're not even the weekend. Tuesday's like, Tuesday's not even hump day. <laughs> no, it's like the off day before hump day. Like you're it's like the worst. It's one like Monday, Tuesday, worst days. Like, yeah, you're like their time off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not having that. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red, red, red. Mega, mega red. Mega red. Mega red when people do it, when stores do it. But when stores do it, it looks a little different. <laughs> this is based off of the no proof deadly sin. When brands make all these claims, you know, but they have no evidence to back it up. You know, a lot yeah. of buzzwords like organic, all natural, but like yeah. they give you no information. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, can. I can't. It's just uh, so bad. It's like fucking Primark when they're like, this is our sustainable range. And I'm like, where? 
I can't see it. <laughs> if you say it over and over and over and over and over again, like it's probably not it. No. But I mean, like, what do authentic brands like prioritize and look like? Like, how do we know when it is authentic? I don't know. It's hard to, I think it's really hard to, like, if you've got big brands, it's actually like, because the bigger you get, the more you have to outsource like factories and stuff. And getting it done in the UK is, it is expensive. That is why people go abroad because it is just, but then like, um, if you want it to be affordable so then when you have higher brands at higher price points like getting it manufactured in the uk which is just so much more sustainable but it's just does it costs more so you have to pay the price a bit more exactly um, but then you, at least you know like i don't know people are putting in the effort to make it good quality products as well yeah um yeah like my friend shannon who i did bleak with she um makes clothes out of like old tights once they get you know when tights get ripping them yeah and again so she reworks tights into clothing or like haram in berlin uses old trainers makes yes haram with sugar no that's amazing it really is and nylons are bio, like non-biodegradable so she's lover thank you shannon yeah <laughs> and i feel like a lot of the time like like the green flags, like to know that like it's a small person, like just one person making all this stuff is not having a lot of products. Like if you have like a million yeah. products, if you're selling literally everything, then like it's just humanly impossible. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, like high price points, like acknowledging like prices that justify the work that it takes. To yeah. Yeah. When you know that it's really cheap, like it, if it's cheap, it's going to be cheap fabric. It's going to be not done as well because it's going to be rushed it's going to be quick like you're paying for the quality always exactly. it's higher quality it's going to last you for longer clothing for life more clothing for life or charity shops Chaza. Chaza. let's go to the Chaza. <laughs> oh we're getting loser we're going Chaza shopping <laughs> Chaza, Chaza, Chaza. <laughs> and you're right you're right and I feel like if you're like doing all this and you know what you're doing, like the mission, the work behind it, all we ask is like the transparency and like the information, like an about page that's just like laying it all out. But a lot of the time, like a company can't even like give you that. So that's, that's referring to. I think if you have any questions with like independent designers, just message them. Yeah. Like there's always, we're always responding like. But normally people have it on their page or they talk about it or you can just message. So there's no excuse. Yeah, ask and you shall receive. Cheers. Yes. Cheers to that. Okay. Ready for situation number three, Reverend? I'm, I'm going to get on this one. I just bet. I just bet. Well, Reverend, you've finally been invited to a family gathering. This is really serious. I know. So we have scaled up now. I know, me. like third time. Is it an uncle? Is it mom and dad? Is it extended? Who it's extended. Me? It's extended. Like think like Christmas holiday party. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm meeting everyone. I know. Deep rest. Yeah, I've got sweats now. I'm like, whew. it could go really bad. Yeah, like your whole ride there, your boo won't shut up about her hot cousin. 
Like she calls them hot, how successful they are, how nobody understands them better than their cousin. And it sounds like she's, they're comparing you to their cousin a lot. So like, what do you think? Is, is Bay going to end up ditching you for their, for their cousin tonight? It. That's it. <laughs> That's mega ick. Why the fuck are you comparing me to your fucking cousin? Ick. <laughs> oh, man, your cousin. Do you have a thing with your cousin? There's some like, Alabama stuff going on down here. Yeah. Or like, have you always just been like on a rival with your cousin? Did something weird happen with your cousin when you were younger? Yeah. So I'm saying a red flag. You are brilliant, Reverend. I just can't get anything past you. <laughs> it isn't just crazy when companies do this. <laughs> it's crazy when companies bring their cousins in. <laughs> I hate it. Like, watch out. Like, we're staying in your lane. Boundary. And they bring their cousins to the Christmas party. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just, they take it too far. <laughs> but, yeah, essentially, like... The greenwashing that this is, is the lesser of two evils. It's when a company keeps bragging that they're less harmful than their competitors, even if they're all bad. So like Mm. Skims bragging that they're more sustainable than Sheen. Like, amazing. Why are you comparing us? Yeah, Isn't that Kim Kardashian's brand? Yeah. So it's not amazing, but it probably is better than Sheen. Is that an actual argument going on at the moment? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure someone has said it before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably is true. It probably is. I mean, it doesn't get worse than Sheen, but Skims is in no, range. Oh, no, there's that, what's that other one at the moment, like AliExpress? Oh, my God, yeah. And that could be worse than Sheen. That could be... AliExpress could be worse than Sheen. You're right. But I've never looked on AliExpress, so I don't really know. Yeah, no, it's like Sheen being like, oh, I'm not AliExpress. Okay, but you're still... You're still pretty debated pretty pretty bad. Your cousin so yeah oh, okay last but not least situation number four so reverend your birthday is coming up this is exciting i'm going okay yeah so you're sitting down with your boo you know you casually bring it up like how should i celebrate and they get super weird about it they quickly mention that they won't be in town to celebrate but that's it like they won't give you any more details Every time you ask what they're up to, they get super weird and dismissive. Are you going to get dumped on your birthday? Oh my God, it sounds like I could, but it also sounds like it could be a surprise party. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how to handle covering up. You know, some people are really bad liars and they're just like, they like freeze. Instead of like, oh, they're like, they're just like, that's really optimistic of you, Reverend. That's nice. But I just have a little sensei that it's going to be a red flag. So I'm going with a red flag. You're going with red flag? Yeah. Reverend, you're a clergy member of the church. You're supposed to be optimistic and forgiving. They were just trying to throw you a, super- like a surprise birthday party. <sighs> they ruined were they it. actually? <laughs> yeah, it was a surprise birthday party. Oh, I've dumped them. <laughs> Damn it, now I'm going to get a fucking party. But it was a surprise. <laughs> Do you reckon they're still going to come out, like, go out with me if I've dumped them? Um, Maybe I should have sat down and had a little chat first before I... Maybe you should me. have a chat. You should always have, you know, ask the designer, have a chat. A bit of reflection on myself there. Don't dump them go straight away. Go through their phone. <laughs> have a chat. Yeah, don't go through the phone. Yeah, go through their phone. 
<laughs> go for my own blood advice for all the young people out there. <laughs> go through the phones. <laughs> Makes you sound like a psychopath. I've never done that in my life. Oh, no one that ever says go through the phone sounds like a psychopath. Don't worry, Reverend. <laughs> yeah, you were not greenwashed this time. But if you were, it would have been a bad case of vagueness. You know, when companies use that vague language and undefined terms. And again, they just can't back it up. So yeah. classic, classic, classic. I'll say it. I'm a classic liar. Little, little lions. They're little lions. Oh, they're big liars. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And they don't like, yeah. Oh, they're awful. Awful people. <laughs> H&M is the queen. The queen of these little liars. They're always doing stuff H&M like that. H&M is the queen. Queen She's of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's ruling the roost. She is the top cheerleader. Top She's the, the rooster. She's the rooster in the chicken flock. Oh, what I like that. Yeah, H&M is the rooster of the chicken flock. <laughs> chicken flock? Is that right? Yeah, just cluck clucking away. <laughs> that damn H&M. Cluck cluck to me money. I'm sustainable. Cluck 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 cluck. Cluck cluck. Organic. Cluck cluck. <laughs> wow, that was so fun. That was so fun. And I hope game. That was good, right? We should play again. Yeah. Oh, I like good. that. If I ever come to to Kent, England, we we can play. Absolutely, we can finish the rest of the the few deadly sins that I didn't leave out. But I will link in the description so you can read up on those. Yeah, that was fun. I hope we were able to su- provide some super valuable insight on both shopping and dating habits. You know what we're doing we're wrong, trying. right? <laughs> Try to influence the people. Yeah, you, you, we do what we can with our power. Okay, I just say the answer is charity shopping or jumble sales or independent designers. And people are like, oh, I don't have the time to like look and like, oh, it doesn't fit. And I'm like, but that's the fun. The fun is the hunt. The fun is the rummage. And then you find the gems and don't go to H&M. Exactly. Moral of the game. You will get greenwashed everywhere unless you throw shop and shop upcycling. Yay. Yeah. That's so, what I'm doing today. Come and buy some tire clothes and some tampon clothes and help me pay my rent and then go to a charity shop. We're not asking for a lot. Simple. Got it. Did you write that down? Easy. Cool. Cool. Well, <laughs> well, cheers to Reverend and thanks a million for coming on the show today. Such a pleasure. Thank you. And you. Thank you. Thank you. And to listeners, um, that's all for this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys in March. And don't forget to shop ties and tampons because you will get greenwashed and get your heart broken if you don't. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. And if you're enjoying That's Not Rubbish, please consider donating. It's a one-man band bringing all these incredible designers to the table and so much we would like to do with them. So... And yeah, don't forget to send this episode to a friend who needs serious help in the dating, I mean shopping department. That's what friends (laughs) are for, right? (laughs) 